powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet at Sports Interaction. Whether it's hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all that sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Oilers lose 5-4 yet again in another shootout. How's it going, Oilers fans? I'm not very happy. I'm Zach. That's Dennis. Uh, Yet again, the Oilers play. It's a tale of two teams. They always do this. Whether they start really slow and pick it up at the end, whether they start really strong like this game and, you know, fall off a cliff halfway through the game. Uh, there's never, there hasn't been a 60 minute effort since before the all-star break that, you know, yet again, the same storyline tonight, you know, just a little bit different time. Uh, we're going to get into all the storylines of the game. It was a crazy game. Uh, but there's a million things to talk about. We have not a ton of time. So, uh, yeah, let's just jump right into it. Dennis, what were your thoughts on tonight? What'd you think of right off the bat? You find out in warmup, Clem Costin's not going and we're playing short of forward. <laughs> Yeah, this this is what we we thought, right? When you're going into today, it's supposed to be a big day. I mean, Bob Stoffer, Oilers, Oilers now, he teased everyone in Oilers Nation by saying, "Hey, expect some big news. Roster moves are going to have to happen. There's no one going down on the waivers. This is it. Like, hey, it's trade time." Mm-hmm. Nope. It's it's Holloway and Vinny DeHarnay going down. And like it, it, it makes sense. This is the safest thing to do. Well, but at no. the same time, the, the, the safest thing is to wave Yanmark. Yeah, <laughs> like honestly, though, let's let's not fault the man. Like Yanmark looked out pretty strong okay. tonight. Yanmark played this. Okay, I will say on that line with Fogel and McLeod, Yanmark had a ton of good opportunities. That was driven primarily to me by, in my opinion, by Ryan McLeod. Ryan McLeod's play. Warren Fogle to a lesser extent, although the guy couldn't hit an open net. With I, I don't even know. I can't even think of an analogy right now. It, it's absolutely ridiculous. He uh, the classic broadside of the bar. Yeah. Uh, the other thing. So the Oilers went two for four on the power play. Whatever. One of them was in overtime. Um, and we kind of expect that from them. The penalty kill yet again is another story this game where the it's Rangers go so two for four this year. Well. It was on a really good stretch, and they put they when they put DeHarnay in, all of a sudden, last game, DeHarnay misses misses the game. Detroit goes off on the power play. This game again, you could feel just way too easy. The very first power play goal the Rangers scored was tic tac toe. No, there was no contest, no forward in the lane. I don't know what was going on in that penalty kill. Right, there was no pressure whatsoever from any of the forwards, any of the defensemen. DeHarnay is missed there, and that's the thing. When Holland made the decision to send those two down in order to save Jesse Pugliarvi to get a use him in a trade however he plans on using him, because clearly he doesn't want to lose him for nothing and he feels there's value right. there. And there ha- he has to have some indication that there is value there for him to be willing to put the team through this. But he made the team worse today. Now, absolutely. I mean, here's the thing, right? We We are not in the room, but we know from multiple sources of guys that are at the arena, there's a flu bug going around the Oilers right now. And Vinny DeHarnay is one of the guys that has been hit by it, right? Clem Costin, game time decision. Again, one of those things where, hey, you suddenly got really sick with the flu. You don't feel like playing. Or even if you are on the ice, you're probably going to be a deficit to the team. I get that. 
But this is the risk of doing this sort of move when you're only having 20 guys and you just have no yeah. one else to go and, back to. And they knew the flu was going around. Like Skinner has it yeah. right now. He wasn't on the bench for a large portion of the game. Uh, they, like you said, DeHarnay had it. Clawson has it. You know it's what's going on. They made the decision you know Dry anyways. Has it for sure. I, I don't know if Dry has it. Like, what the fuck was that in he's the shootout? Injured, he's Every sick, time. He's... He does the same stupid-ass slap. Like, what did he expect to happen? Genuinely, it's, I I almost expect it to be a message. It's it's a message to the NHL saying, "Hey, get rid of the shootout. No one cares about so the shootout. So they're just actively no one throwing games, just Fuck fucking throwing it. Like at least Drysital, mm. I feel like you you have to see what he's doing every time he's out there. He's what over five now in the shootout this year yeah when traditionally he has a very good record but i've seen him years. do that slap shot before and i could not tell you one time where that slap shots were maybe in like yeah. 16 17 when it when mcdavid was out and it was the taylor hall dry side of show i vaguely remember maybe one time at working but beyond that no fucking way there is something wrong with him like numerous times uh, you, they're on an odd man rush and they're in the offensive zone and these passes he used to be we used to call him the best backhand passer in the league the best passer whether it's to kane or whether it's to the 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 low man the fourth man coming on the odd man rush it was it's constantly picked off now it just leads to a chance against he, he's playing so sloppy there's giveaways from behind the net when he goes to play down low and you know has the responsibility as the center um he's just giving it away whether it's up the boards to the rangers defenseman on the on the on the point on the blue line like they're just constantly constant bad play from leon i don't know what it is but it's and i want to let him off the hook because obviously he deserves the benefit of the doubt but it's now like what six games in a row of significantly below average play from leon drysaddle and the the way this team works is if drysaddle isn't going at all full strength then they're gonna have a really tough time winning games like they they've lost now a bunch of games they've lost three games coming out of the all-star break now they've lost them all in the overtime and i believe three of them in the shootout which is yeah, ridiculous. I, I mean, and it's it's weird too, right? Like, because you see, it's supposed to be the McDavid and Dreisaitl show all night, every night. And you get occasionally one-offs mm -hmm. where it's, oh, you know what? They were held off the score sheet. You don't get a point. They're coming back with a vengeance next game. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem like that anymore. You know what? Especially Dreisaitl, of course, he did have that power play goal well, tonight which was yes. vintage it, it was all it was a great goal it was a great goal is again like another vintage dry sidle goal off of that one timer yeah. like well, it's just at the same time though not the dry sidle that we're used to seeing no this entire year of, this entire year yeah. it hasn't been the dry sidle of old and we talked about this last show so let's not jump too deep into it but what i wanted to say before we continue on yeah. there's 53 people watching right now i see wise kyle i see mcnader i see jay money i see all the regulars, I even saw Kaya up there and chatted. Clearly, she was cheering for the and Rangers tonight. Too much we got some Ranger day. fans in here, man. Yeah, yeah. So if you guys want to go ahead, hit the like button. Uh, congrats on the win. I mean, the Oilers blew it more. Like I, like they blew that game hardcore, like more than the Rangers won it. But to be fair, the Oilers have had a number of comebacks against the Rangers. They have multiple goal comebacks in their last couple games. So I, it, what happened to the infamous Drysital? Oh wait, it just wait, it's coming. Well, right? it, they we it, didn't it, see that dry Yeah, side. It, I think we did because it came at the beginning and then they left it. The, the instead of giving the 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 big blow up for all those goals at the end, it came in the first 10 15 minutes and uh then Again, then that was first it. First period. Then... Amazing. And how many times have we come onto this show and said, 
slow starts, slow starts, slow starts. They fixed it now. And then we get these weird middle zones where last game, awful start. This game, amazing start. Dude, you, you could feel in the, at the end of the third period, they were bending. They were bending so hard. And this is probably the first game where I could say, wow, I know Jack Campbell letting four goals, but oh my God, what a performance from Jack Campbell, right? It you is can't waste stuff fault. like that. You can't always, he held them in by the he skin of his them. teeth. When it, was four three. when it was 4-3, he held them in as much as he could. And they come out in the third period, and I, I can't even remember who ties it. I was so frustrated. But... I mean, uh, Oh, it was on the Lafreniere. power play. It was on the power play. It was on... La- Lafreniere was the 4-3. Well, a... Lafreniere was the first one in the third period. Yeah, that was 4-3. Zabinijad. Zabinijad on the 5-on-3, on, it was the five on three, right? Like, what are you going to do? That's... See, that's yeah. some stuff that's just bad luck. Like, earlier in the third period, Nikola smokes McDavid nowhere <laughs> near the puck. That's not a penalty. <laughs> And then all and of no this... one and no one responded. Yeah, I know that no one responded to well, it. Part... You laid out your captain. Also, one of the other things late in the third period, like you're you're running a raw ro- this roster that's short. Everyone's probably gassed. You're running the how like here. Let's check the. I've got to check the ice time here. Like how much did Connor McDavid play tonight? So like he was on the ice McDavid every five. David was on the ice for twenty three minutes. Yeah, so almost twenty three thirty five. Yeah, almost twenty three. Same with Drasso, twenty three. Like every and to highlight. Yeah. Okay. To highlight. Yeah, on I know what game. you're gonna say. Because <laughs> you're looking at yeah, the same I chart that I am. Oh. On a game when you're running short a forward, how does Yessi Pugliarvi have 8 minutes and 24 seconds of ice time? Garbage. Everyone else on the team is at minimum 12 minutes of ice to every other forward. Yeah, every other player on the team is at minimum 12, 29. Pugliarvi has 8 minutes. He's 4 minutes underneath that. Yeah. Are you kidding no me? No kidding. Nurse played 27 minutes. Like, are you kidding me? You're going to sit here and tell me that we don't need Eric Carlson? Watch some of these breakouts that the Oilers fucking had today. Unbelievable. Off the glass and out. Icing, icing, unforced icing. Off the glass and out. You have some of the most skilled players in the world, and you cannot get them the puck in transition. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, Yamamoto's first game back, we made this whole big stink to get him back in the lineup. And, like, he had one post where he just, the puck kind of bounced to him right in the first period. He hit it off the post. We're exactly where we were with him two months ago. Nothing's changed. The guy's still snake bit to shit. Not really effective. He's a complimentary player at best. Kind of a, uh, ideally a third or fourth liner, to be honest. He hasn't played any better than that. Derek Ryan has been significantly more effective than Kyler Yamamoto has this season. Excuse you. Noted mm-hmm. goal scorer Derek Ryan. Oh my god, yeah. Go by the full name. Well, that's the thing. Jesse plays eight minutes. I thought the Oilers bottom six. This is probably one of the best games we've seen from them. Every time, whether it was a third line or the fourth line, I guess you're only dressing ten forwards <laughs> pretty much, but on the ice, they were they were consistently hemming the Rangers in the offensive zone. McLeod, Fogle, and Yanmark, especially in the third in the first period, had I-, I was convinced it was McDavid wearing McLeod's jersey. The pressure that they were putting on, the cycles were they that was art. That wasn't hockey. That was art. It was unbelievable what they were doing. The chances they were creating in front. But the problem is you have two guys with baseball bats in their hands and can't hit for shit they can't score they can't finish they can't do anything we made this whole we have we're running a short roster to have these guys there and yanmark is useless like the hooking penalty you took to put the rangers on the power play you cannot do that in a one goal game with 10 minutes left in the third period what is wrong with you you idiot like what are you thinking move your feet right past them like normally if it's a i I can uh, i can stomach most of the time penalties that are taken right in that danger zone right yeah. in front of the slot right next to your goalie 
I can stomach those normally. Mm -hmm. But this is one where Yanmark very clearly just let him right past. And he has to draw that cooking call because the Louis was right on the commentary. That's right away. A one-timer opportunity, a little tap-in opportunity. You can't just let a guy skate right past you. No. No. Well, even if you let's let's take a look at the Oilers defenseman tonight. Like this is a night because they're running they're they're running a shorter roster than they usually do. That everyone's getting a lot of ice time. There's going to be harder matchups tonight. Philip Broberg and Evan Bouchard have been sheltered by Jay Woodcroft for the last you know ten games or whatever. This is a game where they're going up not only unsheltered or less sheltered, I should say. We still have last change and whatnot, but against a significantly better team than you know the Flyers and the Red Wings and the Canadians. It showed. There was a play where Zabin, I think it was Zabinajat or Trocheck completely walked Philip Broberg. I thought there were plays, especially even in the first period, and it was continued throughout the game. Like, there was strong stretches from that pair, but there were there were stretches where they, they would get hemmed in and they would get really panicky. And whether they would mm. both come together, they would switch sides, they'd lose their man, they'd get out of position, they'd chase the puck behind the net, they'd start puck watching. And they were really lucky that Jack was on his game tonight. To, they, they could have easily... Let and been on the ice for a couple goals against no problem and they might have been honestly I, I'm not even sure I, I'm a, I'm a, I was a little upset right now uh sorry I, I've kind of been ignoring chat we're clearly I mean chat chat is bumping today yeah but we're clearly upset because this is two games in a row now where the Oilers have not brought their a game right we can, we've seen in the past hey you know what detroit they're they're not necessarily a contender mm-hmm. i know they're getting close by the numbers they're staying in that playoff race but at the same time you know they're a, a weaker team quote unquote so the oilers tend to let up games like that they yeah. tend to play to their opponent's pace but the rangers mm-hmm. the rangers are a team that not only were they good before they added and they added in a big way. Yeah. So the Oilers, normally, they would get up for games like this. Mm-hmm. This is when you see the physicality come up. This is when you see the scoring touches come up. This is when you see guys fired up to make a difference. And it seemed like, you're right, maybe they're gassed. But end of the day, well, they were just apathetic at the end. At the end, yes. But when they but when the game started, it looked like it was, it was a very tentative start to the game. It was kind of a little choppy. There were some icings, whatever. Both teams were kind of trying to hang back defensively because these are such high-octane offenses, right? But then kind of seven minutes in, Tarasenko had a really good chance. Bouchard took a really good shot, created some havoc in front of the net. And then it got going. All of a sudden, it was one nothing, right? Nugent Hopkins scores from Hyman. You have McDavid get his 100 point, 100 point of the season and his 101st point of the season. We had Leon score Derek ryan score uh, everyone or tyson berry scored right up in that trade yeah. value like every everyone <laughs> was making an impact at the beginning and then when the rangers kind of woke up and had that pushback and momentum well to be honest with you there were numerous times where the Oilers kind of gave them the moment like after three after three one darnell nurse like what are you doing taking that stupid penalty on tarasenko you're hacking him down like it's obviously going to get called uh yeah. they, they just kept giving the momentum back and then coming out in the second period they you know they kept their head up above, uh, they kept their head above water for like 10 minutes and then the rangers just took over and kept taking it to them and if it wasn't for jack it would the rangers would have passed them in goals in the second period again like jack is not to blame for this loss we've we've Dude, hit him many times this season he's let, been the whipping boy yeah but oh, yeah. he outdueled shesterkin oh let's acknowledge like the, the first the save with his head on heedle lying on the ice <laughs> and then 30 seconds later to come back with the huge glove save i i can't even remember who oh, it was on jimmy vc like 
Yeah, Jimmy VC. Insane. I was, I was, yo, how the fuck did he keep that out? Because yeah, you just don't expect it. In the first period, he made an awesome pad save, and that's what got the momentum going. That was before any of the goals happened. That goes in, it's a completely different game, and they're dejected just for 60 minutes, right? You had a stretch yeah. of good play. I think, I don't know if they were trying to sit back, they were trying to conserve energy, they were trying to play more defensive. Now, I, I don't know what they were trying to do, but... It didn't, whatever it was, it didn't work. You got, you need to fit, you go into play Colorado. You need to figure out a way to ice a full lineup. You got to go back to 11 and seven because that's when you were most successful. You, for some reason, 12 and six, you just don't have it. You don't have the defenseman that can handle this, these type of minutes. You need 12 and six, 11 and six. If, it's not working. If you're running 12 and six, you need someone who can also play another 25 minutes. You can't have one 25 minute guy and, and five 13 minute guys, which is kind of what they have right now, right? They have a ton of guys yeah. who are really really effective third pairing defenseman in Darnell Nurse. Is that, that a fair assessment? And I think that's a fair assessment. And you know what I realized we never did, Zach? What? We never hit that light goal. Yeah, I know. So, hey, I'm going to throw a number out there. And there's no reasoning behind it at all. Let's do 65. We have oh, 74 people. 74, damn. 74 watching us. Well, 79 now. Watching us rage in chat. Yeah. So, hey, you know what? 65. 65. Maybe, maybe that's a number that'll I come love into oil country I love sooner it. or later. I love it. All right. So there's your light goal for tonight, guys. Uh, Again, like, Zach, you said it all. Like, this Oilers team right now mm-hmm. is one where they, they're waiting for a signal, right? It feels like they want something to happen. We know McDavid and Dreisaitl, the leadership core, mm-hmm. want a guy well, who can pass them the puck. And this team right now, if you watched, the, especially later on in the game, they could not exit their yes. zone. That's exactly this, what this team needs right now. This is the game you they probably would show Ken Hall. Like, they went to Ken Hall and specifically asked for a puck mover. They asked for Eric Carlson. They... They played together the All-Star game. This was an or- this is a- all orchestrated by these two masterminds. They want him. Ken Holland needs to do whatever you can to get him. This is the target. I understand you would if they get him, the Sharks would need to make him uh his salary about seven and a half million. You move out Barry and um Puliarvi, you replace him with a a guy who makes under a million bucks, and you get a you have Carlson replacing Barry. There you go. You just yeah, don't take anything else off your roster. All the other futures, I do not care. Send them out the door. It's absolutely and you ridiculous. know what? It seems like because a trade broke well, up. Well, yeah. At, at 11 p.m. Eastern time, a trade broke out mm-hmm. where we found that, hey, getting a big-name guy, I mean, albeit it's a rental for Ryan O'Reilly, a big name rental, you don't have to give up a lot of assets and you can get some retention from a team. Now, I know Carlson's a different story. Yes. It's four years. It's a lot of money at 11.5. But at the same time, you want to see things happen. And I've harped on it Let's... again and again. This is a buyer's market right now. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem like Kenny Holland is picking up the phones and asking. Like, no one else is in the Carlson debate. No one else is in any position to pick this guy up. So the fact that, like, I don't know what the hang-up is. Listen, there's negotiations, and hockey trades can take a long time to happen. There is uh, two weeks today until the deadline, right? So 
I don't know. They, they they have time to make a deal. Uh, The thing is, we've heard, I know some people have said that, oh, the Sharks will never go over 18 or 20%, but both Chris Johnson and Pierre Lebrun said the number of uh, money retained is not the issue for the Sharks. If they get a good enough package, they get a package that they want, they'll make the deal. So now it's on Ken Holland to come up with that package and make the deal happen. He's the highest paid general manager in the league. Look at Kyle Dubas. Look what he did today for his team. It was, they are an LTIR with one, just over $1 million in cap space. And they managed to bring in two really effective proven playoff performers and Ryan O'Reilly and Noel Achari without taking anything off their roster. They had $1 million in cap space and they were an LTIR. So don't let anyone tell you it was dollar in dollar out because Kyle Dubas took that dollar in dollar out and he shoved it up his ass. So <laughs> exactly. And you know, what's even crazier. Mm-hmm. They got a prospect out of the Minnesota wild. They paid a fourth round pick for them to retain half of a already retained Ryan mm-hmm. O'Reilly. And then they got a prospect back out of it. I, albeit, I think he's from the AHL, WHL maybe even. Yeah, WHL. But, like, it, anything that you get back in mm-hmm. that sort of deal is nice. And it's a fourth round pick. How many fourth round picks end up playing a single game in the NHL, right? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. It, it's, um, you never know. Maybe the guy didn't want to sign with Minnesota. I don't really know much about him, but I, I they obviously got him and it was, a, it was a great deal. It was a great deal. Um, yeah, no, something I did want to say though, like in this game, one of the big, one of the turning points to me though, just to talk a little bit more about the game, um, in, at the first couple shifts of the second period, the Oilers did come out really hard. McDavid started the second right away, end to end rush, put it in on Chesterkin. And we've seen that goal been going in all year, right? Chesterkin, after a really bad performance in the first, comes up huge on the first couple saves, right? The Oilers had a power play. They could have extended the lead. McDavid had a one-timer. Shesterkin slid across and stopped it, right? So there was just that push and pull. You have the shooting percentage for Connor falling a little bit back down to earth over these last five games, I believe. I don't even know if he has a goal in the last couple. Um, so so it's it, it just one of those things, yes. It, and it really, really, really does suck the way that you lost. Because, again, in that, that for the second, I understand. The third, absolutely no excuse. One shot... That's pathetic. Chicago yeah. would get well, more two, shots than that. Two. Two. Excuse two me. Shots. Excuse me. Absolutely <laughs> wow. pathetic. Discounting it here. <laughs> no, that was a pathetic performance. And to me, yeah. this cannot continue. Like, I understand the, the situation that they're in, but Ken Holland needs to get his shit together. You cannot run a short roster again. The flu bug's going through. What if someone else catches it? What if these guys have it? You can't force someone to play you need to figure your shit out you need to make a move you gotta do it soon moves are happening sooner now this is a, probably the first trade deadline i can remember that you know two three weeks out we're seeing big names come off the board first it was horvat then it was tarasenko then today it's ryan o'reilly right these aren't all deadline day deals now if you're in not because everyone's an ltir no one's accruing cap space. It doesn't matter this year anymore. If you're going to make a package, you're going to capitalize. We have two guys already sitting out of the lineup. Chikrin, Gavrikov, they're most likely going to be traded before trade deadline day, right? The it only two sense. the only two guys I could see going on trade deadline day for sure would be Patrick Kane and Jonathan Caves, right? Because they're just pushing their decision. And I have a sneaking suspicion based on what everyone's been saying. Patrick Kane is going to end up as an Edmonton Oiler. And you know what? If the package is right, uh, this is the thing with negotiations, right? Whenever someone says that'll never get done, that'll never get done. Look, end of the day, if Patrick Kane has said, I'm not coming back. If you you, can convince him to just to just get like, hey, 
spend a couple months in Canada, wherever no. it might be. Spend a couple months there. You get to go on a little bit of a playoff rush, and we'll get like fuck a, a fourth or something for you. It's better than letting him walk, right? Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane. Okay, yeah. If go you here. get like a fourth no, for him, what, what, I'm sure like, Chicago's like, just like, like, I'm done. Well, so I don't think Chicago's getting anything good for Patrick Kane. I think yeah. Patrick Kane was thinking about the Rangers, then he was thinking about the Leafs, and then he was thinking about the Oilers. The Rangers and Leafs are off the board. The thing about Patrick Kane, the only way that I would do Patrick Kane, because Patrick Kane, yes, last year he was phenomenal. He was a really good player, 92 points. This year, he's had that hip injury that's been a problem. He has mm-hmm. not looked like himself. You, you, we don't, We don't know what we're getting with Patrick Kane. And I, there are rumors that he wants to be an oiler. Like there, I heard a rumor on a podcast that Duncan Keith has already offered him his house. That if Patrick Kane comes <laughs> to live yeah. here, he's not he's not sleeping in a hotel. He's sleeping at Duncan no. Keith's house. So I there's think there is a strong push for Patrick Kane. Now let me tell you, the only package that I would do is a second round pick, Warren Fogle. Sure. And a third round pick to whatever team you get to retain the rest of his salary. Because Patrick Kane, seventy five percent of his salary retained, exact same as uh, what Ryan O'Reilly went to Minnesota today. That is two point six seven five. Do you know Warren Fogel makes two point seven five? That is dollar in dollar out, and you still have the other chips to get Eric Carlson. Now I know that's wishful I thinking. That's a little NHL twenty three, but I, I agree with you. But I don't think we need a second and a third. I think. There's no other buyers because Patrick Kane has full control yes. of where he's going. And the two other spots that he said he might be willing to go to are now out of the market for him. The only one left is Edmonton. Mm-hmm. And unless he wants to just chill in Chicago until his contract's he's, he's over, leaving. which I respect, he's leaving. that's that's it. That's the fleece. Ken Holland, pull, pull it off. And and in chat, McNader makes a good point. Kane had two goals tonight. And I know people were saying earlier that he needs to have a good performance. So I, maybe he heard that. I'm sure he did, to be honest. And he's trying to show that he still's got it. And listen, Patrick Kane this season, has he, has he have I soured on his play? Absolutely. Have, is it, are his, have yeah. his defensive effort? Been, like we complain about Leon Dreisaitl. <laughs> we would be complaining a lot about his defense, but you know what? That's that's something that we know going in. But right? the, we're prepared for that. Listen, and, and I'm fine with Kane as the addition, but as a big addition. But to me, I I, I still but like it needs to be one of Chikrin or Carlson. That might sound He's ridiculous. Not the big addition. Like yeah, Kane, he, Patrick Kane is your like like second it addition. needs to your be a defenseman main one is a defense it needs to be a defenseman that's where you need to make your big addition if patrick kane is secondary and he forces his way to you and you're the only team he wants to go to and he makes it so chicago retains and then you just have to pay the uh the the third party and he can come in at 2.675 and you do the Fogel swap and you're just taking them to, paying them to take on that extra year of warren Fogel. Um, I, I would also love to know who had scouts in the Oilers building tonight, because if they watched Warren Fogle play tonight, maybe that would have been a positive for us. But a- anyways, I digress. But yeah, no, I, I like, I like, thank you, MGD, pointing out nice math, Zach. I've, I've done this before. I've done this just a few times, this calculation. So it's, it's just sitting there in the dome. But um, yeah, no, that's to me, that that's my thing about Patrick Kane. Uh, clearly this team, again, we're, it's what we were saying a couple months ago. They need that boost. They need that kick in the teeth mm-hmm. again. They come back from the All-Star break. Kane isn't 100%, I don't think, still. Dreisaitl, we don't know what's wrong with him, but something is. Connor can't do everything. You have Darnell Nurse playing 20 
7,000 minutes a game. Minutes, yeah. Like, you need to put stuff in the lineup. You're getting performances out of your goalies more often than not. You have the window. Toronto today saw the window. They seized it. What an astute mm-hmm. move. If I'm their fans, I'm running naked down Bloor Street. It's un- unbelievable every- move. Everyone's agreeing. Yeah, mm-hmm. this was a great trade for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And you know what? The Blues, they got a couple of good picks, right? They got the first, the who second, the third. Cares? But who cares? You're right. Like, Toronto is much like Edmonton. Mm-hmm. They're in a position, perhaps they're in an even rougher position because Dubas doesn't have a contract past yeah. this year. It- so he's more desperate. But this is a great trade, and it doesn't seem like it was a desperate one. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't feel oh, like a Chirelli trade. He was planning trade. this, dude. This, this is Dubas. Is Dubas had a goal? Dubas had a plan. Dubas stuck to the plan. He knew he was going all in. He was playing games with the media. It was, it was a phenomenal play by Dubas. Absolutely. You know, one big addition that we have not talked about that maybe would be more impactful than any Eric Carlson than any um, Patrick Kane would be a. To, to go and sign Kyle Turris out of retirement to come back and play in these <laughs> damn shootouts because this is fucking ridiculous. Shootouts. Yeah, listen, I'm happy with anything. Carlson, Chikrin, Kate, Turris. Those are the only four. So, because this, you, 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 they've thrown away what three points? Like how it's it, and this is yeah. rolling of the dice. This is luck. The fact that except for Leon's dumbass attempt, because I don't know what the fuck that was, <laughs> but everything else in that is luck. Like Connor doesn't miss that all the time. Connor scores on penalty shots. Hyman scores on penalty shots. More often than not, if you have them not playing a thousand minutes a game, you can win in overtime. Like. There were mistakes, and you still had the chance to capitalize, but they were so gassed at the end. They're running a short roster. Jay, I think it was. I think what Jay did tonight, not playing Puliyarvi over at least twelve minutes, is horrible. Just it's like you, you're season. you're hurting your team. Did Jesse have one bad play that you can remember tonight? Honestly, nothing egregious, right? Like there were some things where you wish you wish he tucked that one past Shesterkin, for example, where it was just a wide open cage, but. Other than that, he didn't do anything horrible. He was physical tonight, got a couple of hits. I don't know why he was stapled to the bench. Yeah, I thought he was playing really effective. I thought his stick was really good. He was disrupting the Rangers' breakouts. I thought he was making more of an impact than anyone else in terms of breaking up the Rangers' transition game. I thought he was really good. I noticed him. He had that chance in front of the net where he could have just, if he lifted it like another inch, it would have gone in over to Sturk, and they would have been 5-4 Oilers in regulation, right? That's the one that I was saying. You know what? I I don't fault him for that. That's one where it's he's been having some trouble finishing this yeah. whole season. No, his whole, his career. whole career. Yeah. His whole career he's had this trouble finishing and he's trying to mold his game and change it so that he has at least has some spot maybe as a bottom six guy. But 8 minutes when mm-hmm. everyone else is absolutely gassed, mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense no. to me. That defensive mindset, like you said, breaking up breakouts, uh, using his stick to interrupt passes, that's stuff that he's had in the past. Yeah. So the fact that he's still doing and, it every now and then, I'm not surprised. And, and you know what this says, too? Just just kind of build on that. Like, in this game, according to Natural Statue, the Oilers had 11 high danger, high danger chances for to the to the Rangers' six. Like, even though they, they screwed up, and as it went, and these are, I assume, more early on, like you can see, uh, they, 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 they had chances to win. They didn't put it away. This is, I think more, another one of those self-inflicted losses that are just yeah. so frustrating. The Detroit 
you know, it's whatever. This one hurts a lot more than that Detroit loss, I'll say. I uh, mean, look at expected goals, right? I know expected by who? 4.59 for the Oilers, 3.6 for the Rangers. Yeah, and, and it's, Campbell, it's, played. I thought he played fantastic. Maybe it was just the way he was sliding and he was out of position and he made the saves look more difficult. I don't really know. I'm not a goaltending expert, so it's tough for me to really talk on goaltending. And Black Mascara makes a uh, point, too. We had two posts. And even right before overtime yeah. started, Warren Fogle missed a wide-open 4 by 6 Like, I don't know, man. They they can score. They just can't defend. Like the fit of, it's... Fit of manifest for Big Eric. I've been manifesting Eric every second of the day for the last three weeks. Oh, We'll see. Um, MGD and chats. Or sorry, you you go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Oh, MGD and chats. said, I was also wondering your thoughts on Klingberg out of Anaheim. So I saw someone float that today. That maybe if the Oilers can't get Carlson done, they'll they'll reverse and pivot to Klingberg because they can get him for a lot cheaper. I hate that. I hate that with yeah. an absolute passion. He's dog shit. He's atrocious. We hate on Tyson Berry. Just you wait till this guy gets in our lineup. He is there's a reason garbage he, defensively. He tried. Klingberg tried to get that home run long term. Dallas offered it to him, and he declined he it. He declined it like an he idiot. To go elsewhere. Thought he could get Signs more. Fired his agent. Ended up in Anaheim one year, seven mil. Like it's good living, but he could have had fifty six in Dallas. Yeah, and he's been absolutely horrible this year. He's he's tanked his trade value. Uh, yeah. That's not someone I want. Carlson is such a good skate. Like what I like wanted to point out to everyone when they when we talk about Eric Carlson, there was a play when the Oilers were playing San Jose. Uh, I believe it was the last game they had against San Jose, where McDavid had a partial break and. Eric Carlson skating backwards, stayed with him, angled him off to yeah. the outside, and McDavid couldn't get a chance. And that's Connor McDavid. Only a few defensemen in the world can do that. Kale McCarr is one. Eric, Eric Carlson clearly is the other. Like, he's not bad defensively. He's not a Tyson Berry, because Tyson Berry skates like molasses. Tyson Berry has that patent, one patented spin move that he can do out of trouble when he's matched up against, you know, someone's fourth line and he's spinning off a Jake LeCision. But any anyone higher than that in quality competition, Tyson Berry's going to fall through the floor. Like Just like uh, Bouchard and Broberg are sheltered, Berry's also semi-sheltered, even though he has had probably his best defensive numbers as an oiler. Like, he hasn't been bad, but you can just do so much better. Again, you have good players, but they're not the right players in the right rules. Like, if you're getting someone who pushes the, some of these guys out of lineup, I think that's much better. Like, you look at Toronto, oh, yeah. who cannot decide what defensemen have in the lineup because they're all just succeeding and doing overwhelming and well. We don't have that. If we end up having a, a Carlson come in and we don't bring up someone off the roster, you bring in Carlson and someone else. I don't know. Just for argument's sake. You want to, I, I want to push him down. That's the thing I'm trying to say. Exactly. And here's the thing, right? We've been saying Carlson is the greatest fit, but circling back, you're fine with Chikrin. Like, Chikrin's yeah, it's a still different, completely a good different. Act, a different look, but it's it's still a fine acquisition. Oh, totally. It's when it's when you start getting into like some of the other names that you're like, okay, really? No. There is no ex- like they're not acceptable. The other names, I don't care if it's Susie, not Luke Shen, unless yep. you're getting Luke Shen and someone else. Like, and you, I was gonna say in chat, Susie Dumba. Susie is not coming names. to Edmonton. I, I know that was said yeah. earlier, but you got to think about it this way: Seattle's a, a, like a, a point or two points ahead of Edmonton in the standings. We're chasing them for a playoff spot. Why would they trade us, Carson Susie, to help them? And if they don't feel the that he's that, if he if he's not that impactful on a team higher than us, that they're willing to get rid of him and miss the playoff chase, why do we want him? I don't understand. And Chikrin is younger. Chikrin's 24. He's got term. He's way cheaper than Carlson. It'd be a way easier deal to do. I absolutely agree. Chikrin was my guy until I found out Eric Carlson was available. But, like, nevertheless, like, I don't care which one. 
But it, it, yeah. it's such an obvious hole. That, to me, is where the hole is. I don't like uh, Shane Goss's bear either. His numbers away from Jake Chicken are horseshit this year. Again, He was a salary a dump to Arizona. Yeah. Like, they paid Arizona to take him. That's a situation where, look, these other names, Ghost Bear, uh, like all these other guys, if you can't swing big, you miss on the big hitters, then you go look at the other names, just get someone who's a little bit more but depth. the you miss is not, someone, not acceptable. But the miss isn't acceptable because they're, they're still out there. Yeah. And no one else wants to sign these guys. Okay, Chickering, there's market for we, we don't. I don't know but, what's going on with Chicken. Yeah, it, it's... It's unacceptable to not try, mm -hmm. right? And at this point, it still seems like Ken Holland is like, "Hey, we we don't want to give Listen. away." Sorry, yeah, I, we I don't was... want to give away Puliarvi for nothing. Well, we don't want to just so... have random assets leave. Who cares? No, so right? yes, yes. Sorry, and I, I, I'm trying. Picks. Who cares? Exactly. So this is one of the things. Ken Holland's patience has shown to pay off in the past. You know, waiting out Jesse Pugliarvi, waiting out a number of times when he could have made a, a deal, even though sometimes I believe that he should, still should have made a deal and he didn't, and his patience showed and they were okay in the end, right? This is a situation where his patience bit them in the ass, right? He was patient, 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 kick the can down the road, kick the can down the road, kick the can down the road, and now tonight they played short a skater, right? This is... Yeah. This is a Ken Holland move. This was his decision. You knew the risk going in, and he made the choice anyways, and they end up losing the game. They're gassed, and I think that is a big reason as to why they lost. So you need to sit exactly. there tomorrow. You need to reevaluate, and you need to make a roster move because you cannot go into a game against Colorado again short a skater, right? You, you think Ken Holland's going to be working the phones on a Saturday? I fucking hope so, <laughs> but I have no faith. Uh, hey, you want to you wanna end the show on a little bit of a lighter note here? Sure. Hey, so McDavid obviously got his 100th point tonight. Mm -hmm. Same time, another generational talent, Bedard, got mm -hmm. his 100th point tonight as well. Did it in 40 games. So you know what? It, it's all shaping up to be just the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. Absolute legend. Uh We'll hope that he goes to uh, Vancouver because I see Kaya in chat. Hopefully, hopefully it not, happens for you. Sure. Hopefully not for us as Oilers fans, but for you, I know you've been suffering. So yeah. uh, you know what? It's it's nice to see two generational talents get in that century marker on the same night. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just one more thing in chat. I see Riza's awesome. Uh, it says, why not give up JP for Kratzov? I don't know if the New York Rangers would do that deal. And... If I'm if I'm at the point now where Jesse Pugliarvi, his biggest benefit in a trade is being used as salary in a larger deal, right? I'm using him in 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 the Carlson deal, in the Chikrin deal, whatever it is. I'm using him in that. I'm not or uh, flip him to get a tiny asset that you use to give to a team so they'll retain or a little. You put him on waivers and Arizona claims him or Carolina claims him, and you call it a day. But. Yeah. Yeah, we've been going. It was a, it was definitely a frustrating night. We're not gonna run for an hour again. We'll we'll cut it off here. Uh, thank you guys. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, it's it's amazing to to have the sort of reception. We were up to eighty viewers live at one point. Yeah. I just wanted to thank you all for being here. Yeah, uh, Zach, go ahead. Oh, just guys, if you're still watching, you haven't hit that like button. Go ahead, hit that like button one more time. I want to say thanks for Kaya for being here for the entire show. Really appreciate it. 
why is Kyle McNader, Hater McDader, Loomsis, Riza, all, all the regulars? I there were clearly a bunch of Rangers fans in here too. Black Massacre from Germany, obviously. Loomsis, thank you for coming back. Uh, it's awesome to see all your guys' names pop up in the chat. I wish I could have read more. I was a little, little frustrated with the effort we got, you know, later on in the we're game. We're heated, but uh avery will have the game against colorado and then next week dennis and i will be back early i think they're playing philly i believe but i'm not 100 sure that, that yep uh philly on tuesday yeah there you go so dennis and i will be back on tuesday avery's got the game sunday uh let's hope the others pick it back up thank god they got a point tonight uh so yeah anyways guys have a great rest of your night uh take care we will see you in a bit Again. <laughs>